You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. Uh... I'm Michael, and with me always is my good friend, Jay from the hills of Texas. How's that one? Holy smokes, man. <laughs> You've been practicing that Yes, one? I have. You know, after my Alaska <laughs> intro, I, I had to come up with something for Texas, and I couldn't think of anything, so I'm going to be working on that. That's going to be my new intro. What are you, are you riding a horse around your neighborhood or something? <laughs> well, I am wearing chaps, hog so, you know, getting into character. <laughs> buttless chaps? Uh, that's funny. Well, uh, today's Halloween. Imagine that. Are you dressing up as a cowboy? Like I said, I'm wearing chaps. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're just going going in your pajamas, right? That's it. Well, I'm just answering the door for all the kitties when they, they, you know, come to trick or treat. I'm wearing chaps and cowboy boots. Now, now you're in the same boat that I am. We're kind of out in the country. Do you you have kids that come by? Well, yeah. Like you said, if if I hear the doorbell ringing or somebody's outside my my door, I, I, I have the 45 in my back. You know, <laughs> in the back of my pants as I open the door. Hello. <laughs> so not sure you know. if he looks if he looks older than twelve. <laughs> exactly. Starting to, starting to worry. You know, I put the forty five down uh, and grab the candy. You know. So yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You want lead or you want candy? <laughs> now nah, we we actually live a, a little further out, so we don't we don't really have too many trick or treaters. I I think after dark they would they would have a hard time walking up the you know, my property exactly. line and knocking on the door without feeling like they were <laughs> going to get in trouble. Especially when you see the nice little something the, terrible the red dots to. that come out and greet them. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> something like that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we'd like to wish everybody a happy Halloween. If you're out trick-or-treating, uh, this will come out Halloween morning, I think. But, uh, you know, stay safe out there. And if you've got kids and, and uh, you're out in the neighborhoods, just be uh, be aware and be careful. I think. Do you guys have a trunk or treat down there? A trunk, you know a trunk or treat. I, I... Yeah. So up here in in Phoenix, uh, we have organizations. You know, there's some local schools and churches and stuff. And so, in order to keep the kids from running around the neighborhoods, and you know, worried about people kidnapping or whatever, you know, getting themselves into trouble, uh, we ha- we have uh, these groups that put on these trunk or treats. So they basically line all their cars up and then they decorate their trunks. They open their trunks and decorate them. And then the kids can just go from, uh, you know, trunk to, to trunk to trunk and they can gather their candy and it gives the parents kind of a controlled environment, that kind of thing, uh, in order to, you know, watch their kids and let their, their kids kind of go through and, and, uh, do their, you know, do their thing. So it's kind of a neat idea, uh, for here in Phoenix. And, you know, it seems to be catching on because I, I, driving up to my house, you know, I got to kind of drive through town. Right. I see a lot of those A-frame boards or whatever that are out that are like, oh, trunk or treat this, you know, Saturday or whatever it is. And the kids can kind of come around. And I think several of them are pretty close. They can hit a couple of them, you know, get a big bag of candy. So, Well, I can't rightly say since this is my first year here in Texas as to what, <clears throat> excuse me, what the folks do down here. Um uh, too bad AK Mike isn't on because he could tell you um, I, it's already started snowing there. So the kids will be wearing parkas and you, you know, they look like little, uh, everybody looks yeah, like, they look like everybody's everybody a snowman like type of thing when they walk up uh, to yeah. your house. So um, the past couple of years, it's been very warm winter. So the kids, you can actually tell what costumes and things that they're wearing. So it's been very nice, but other winters, oh, not, cool. not winters, but other Halloweens that we've had up there, you just see a kid coming up in a big puffy coat. And you're just like, oh, you look so good. And you have no idea what they are. You know, they have a Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, what are you supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, they have a Spider-Man. Uh, an Alaska Spider-Man. native. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, they got a big hat on, <laughs> boots. <laughs> uh, I'm Kenny from South Park. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can't you wow, tell? a thousand Kennys came to my door today. Exactly. Well, hey, some good news. Uh, our email uh, lit up uh, the day yesterday or day, I guess. Um, anyway, we uh, had a, an episode a couple of uh, podcasts ago with um, Don Daniels from ah, Houston. Yes, Don, yeah, the Don. chicken man, he, chicken um, rescuer. 
he emailed me and said that, uh, you know, the Park Flyer staff, we kind of got together since he was uh, talking about the scouts and, and trying to get them back in business. And we had actually sent him uh, some Park Flyers uh, in the mail. And so he, he arrived, they arrived. Oh, good. And I, I don't know if you remember during the podcast where you and I were discussing that we send each other stuff and our wives are looking at it going, you know, what'd you order oh, now? Of course, kind yes. Of thing. And, <laughs> and so in his, you know, when he was, when we were shooting emails back and forth about, Hey, you know, I appreciate the stuff. And, uh, that's the first thing he said was, um, yeah, I got, I got these kits in the mail and my wife was really upset that I had ordered stuff. And I try, was trying to convince her that I didn't order anything. It just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, welcome to the club. Excellent. So, uh, we've, we've kind of set him off now to where when stuff comes in, I'm sure his wife's going to look at him and just shake her head. It's not from me. <laughs> so, I didn't uh, order. Luckily there was a, on the order, it said park flyer podcast. So hopefully he can show that to her or if, or, or if she's listening to the podcast, he can take this to her and say, yes, uh, our organization did send him uh, some. Yes, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Scouts. Don did not tell me not to say this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So his wife's going to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. you paid those two guys to go out there and say you, they didn't buy this stuff. So anyway, if uh, Don, if you're listening tonight, we uh, we love to help out. We appreciate uh, you being on the podcast. Hopefully you'll have a great time with those kits that we sent down. They're, they're fabulous kits. Uh, they're really fun. They're easy to park flyers. With those. We sent him a couple. Nice so. tough models. Yeah, so he's going to uh, put them together and then hopefully get with the scouts and uh, be able to teach them how to do some of the flying. So I think he's still looking for radios, though. Uh, if you're listening and you have a spare radio or you're trying to get rid of a DX, you know, five or four, six something, you can uh, send us an email or or email him direct. So, but we appreciate Don and all the work that he's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, tonight's episode is uh, kind of on hobby rooms. We um, just to let you know, I I got evicted. <laughs> wee wee. So uh, the law the law got smacked. <laughs> yeah, down the in your sh- household, the sheriff huh? showed up. The uh, the house sheriff showed up, and uh, basically our um, you know, my kid was he and his wife were coming in, and and so. I, I I like most men, you know, work in this in the spare bedroom because nobody's ever in there, but. My wife decides, you know, hey, this is this is our son's room, and him and his wife are coming, and we need him a place to stay, and and so I need to, you know, clean the room up, get it all organized, and your stuff is in the way. <laughs> so, you know, I I literally got physically evicted from my room. She kind of stood over me while I, you know, gathered my things and moved them into the. So, you know, pray the tell, other, other where room, did you I move? Guess. It's not all, you know, those few <laughs> items. Where did you move them? Well, let's just say that I set up a ten foot table on the one on the one side and a five or four foot table on the other side and proceeded over the next about hour and a half to empty out the entire spare bedroom. The closets uh, too of all my little hidey holes, you know, little hiding places oh, man. and put all of my stuff in this middle room on this table. And she comes around the corner and says, Wow, that is a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I I looked at her. I said, "Yeah, it, it's it's had a very good hiding place in the spare bedroom because I just have a little table that has some parts on it, and that's where I normally yeah, you're work." Yeah, little. It's actually, it's just like a little but, desk. It's not that much. Yeah, it's just a little computer desk that I do work, but I have it pretty well organized most of the time. I mean, sometimes I'll throw a bunch of stuff on there. It looks like a big pile of nothing, but uh, you know, I, in my own little way, I know what's on the table and I can find things and, you know, it's, it's kind of in organized piles, I guess is the best way uh, I can, I, I like can that put term, it, but, organized piles. Yeah. But now it's all kind of on the table. And, and so, um, you know, the container store manager got all happy when he saw me come in because he knew I was uh, about I'm gonna to make my bonuses this month. Hobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christmas is coming and we got a bonus. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I went to the container store here in, uh, in Phoenix and then, um, I, I got a bunch of, uh, those big containers that have the 40 compartments and I, I sat down and it was, it was a Saturday, I think, or last Friday or whenever it was. And so I sat down and I just organized all of my little, you know, parts. And so I have a, um, you know, a bunch of little clear plastic 40, um, I guess, I guess they're compartment, 40 compartment containers. And, you know, you just pick it up and you look at it and you can see all your parts inside. And 
I've got blind nuts and screws and washers and they're all organized in sizes. And so it, it makes it a lot easier and I've kind of stacked them. And then, um, you know, I have a big cutting mat that's sitting there now. So I, I have kind of organized it a little bit better. It is a little bit more room, uh, than just the desk that I had, but it, it, it afforded me the opportunity to realize that there's a lot of stuff I have that needs a home. Basically. What do you mean by it so, needs a hole? Well, like I have, you know, I have torque wrench or um, the torques. What do you call those? The screwdrivers? You know, the little, yeah, like screwdrivers and the torque wrenches, the little low C, um, you know, hex nut. Oh, no, yeah, nut, uh, socket the, drivers. Yes, that's it. Nut drivers, socket drivers. I've got um, a bunch of little Allen wrenches for little, you know, things from servo screws to you know, wheel nuts and that kind of thing. And so a lot of these are in this, just kind of this in this box and, and I just kind of throw them in there. And then when I need them, I kind of dig them out. Well, they're, you know, I used to have them in this little drawer and then when I needed them, I'd pull out the box and dig through it and then I'd shove it all back in the drawer. And now it, I don't have that drawer. So now I have to just, you know, it's sitting on this desk and I thought, well, there's gotta be a better way to organize this stuff. So I started, you know, Searching. So to Googles we go. <laughs> to the you know, Googles. And uh, jumped on there <laughs> to the Googles. And luckily for us, the internet's a wonderful thing. And so I, I did some research with uh, just organizing your tools for, you know, RC and that kind of thing. And I happened upon uh, a basically um, a website called Lane's Planes. I don't know, have you ever heard of Lane's Planes? No, I have not. Not okay. too familiar, not familiar well, Lane's Plains, uh, obviously, is an RC guy, and he obviously had the same problem I did. Not the eviction part, but the uh, <laughs> where he got evicted out why of is there, his spare hobby Why is there a notice room. on my door here? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, the sheriff's waiting on you. Um, no, he, he actually has a laser, and he does some laser uh, cutting. And so he's actually created a little workstation. Uh, it's just a little probably two foot by uh, six inches or so. And it's a, it's a work stand and it, it's laser cut and you can put your glues in it. And then, you know, it's got little holes for the glues and then it's got little holes for all your Allen wrenches and it's got uh, holes for your screwdrivers and your scissors and your hobby knives Ooh. and all that stuff. And so it gets it up off of the, off of the table from rolling around and it actually puts a, a little, you know, organization to it. So I ordered one and it came in the other day and I'm really super impressed. It's a really good product. Uh, it's very super thick. You know, most laser cut stuff comes in that really thin, not really balsa, but thin plywood stuff. This is pretty thick. Um, I don't know if it's a half, maybe a quarter inch, maybe. Okay. Um, and, and it's all, you know, dovetailed, it's um it's got a nice little laser, you know, cut on it and, uh, and everything fits. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. He's got several different kinds. Um, he's got one that is a smaller version that just sits on the desk. He's got one that's a taller version. He's got one that's got drawers. Um, considering has it, has I had an actual drawer drawer most, that you pull out. Yeah, it's got yeah, like little two little drawers on the oh, side. Okay, neat. And uh, anyway, I guess largely to the fact that I've been up, you know, most of the day and, and emptying out my room uh, and, and spending all that time organizing. It was probably several hours into the wee morning and I just sat down and I looked at it all and I go, Ooh, I want the one with the drawer. So I clicked on <laughs> the buy button and, um, I don't know what I was thinking, but the buy button is on the bottom, not on the top of the drawer. So the one I ordered actually showed up and it wasn't the one with the drawers. I, I had gone back and looked and sure enough, I had ordered the wrong one, but, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I won't order the one with the drawers. So Okay, so th this uh, wasn't but, at like 2 came. in the morning, and you weren't wearing your glasses to see what was on the screen, obviously. Yeah, it, it was that time <laughs> of uh, of evening, and uh, I, I don't know if I had my glasses or not. But it, I keep telling you I about think it was just my confusion looking the at the website and thinking, no, no, oh, I'll just go this. Like, nothing. I, no, I hear you. I, it, it's the old man, this syndrome kind of thing, but. So as a result, I, uh, I have a new hobby room. The, uh, the little table is um, on the side I've, I've used to put um, all my battery charging stuff on it. So it's all organized now. And, and uh, there's actually a mat there. So now I can actually build an airplane uh, on the little table. It's the same, you know, it's my 48-inch uh, Edge 540 needs a few repairs. And uh, before I even get started, we had some issues with it when we went to go maiden it. 
And, and so it's sitting on that table and it'll sit just perfect. So it, it, you know, the wings off of it, it just sits on there. And then, uh, basically the other table has my soldering station on one end and then all my, uh, tools and stuff on the other. So it's working out real well. Um, you know, she seems to be happy because it, it definitely cleans up the spare bedroom. And now that room can sit empty waiting for our guests to arrive at some point. No, nobody's going to come see you. You know that, you know, that's, that's what's going to happen. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you know, not, not probably, I think you know, my parents coming in for Thanksgiving or whatever, or maybe the kids will come in, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's now her, her actual room. It's, it's dedicated. The closet's empty. It's not full of RC stuff in there. Wow. Although I was, I was nice enough. She didn't look under the bed. So <laughs> I, I skated, I skated on all the stuff under the bed that uh, I didn't have to move. Well, come to think of it, you should have, uh, about three box, three planes worth of boxes that unfinished planes probably are under there, right? Oh yeah, they're all in the they're all in my little room now too. They're they're sitting underneath the table, all stacked up under there. So okay, yeah, it 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 didn't. Those had to move too because they were in the way. So you didn't have any problems? So, yeah, I mean, because that's also wasn't that her office as well, or pseudo office, the room that you took over, or kind of, uh, her it was her now? pseudo office. Um, I don't know if she's going to put a little compute, you know, her little laptop cause she just works on a laptop so she can put that pretty much anywhere and she might be able to use that other little desk in the, in the spare bedroom. But, um, but I don't know. I, I, I think she'll be happier with me in there. Um, she was nice enough. We, um, we we're digging through my kids stuff and we found a, um, it's not a, it's kind of a boom box. It's not really a boom box. It's a, um, it's a Bluetooth, uh, speaker, like a Bluetooth speaker, but it's big. You know, it's like, it's like half the size of my desk. Anyway, it's, um, you, you just, it plays music, but I can just do it right from my phone. So my kid comes in and I'm, uh, I'm soldering, you know, some of my new connectors. And so I have my soldering goggles on. So it makes my eyeballs look really big <laughs> and I'm jamming, I'm jamming with the, with the, uh, the windows open cause it's nice and cool here in Phoenix now and in the evenings and, and so I've got a breeze blowing through and the fan going and I've got this music cranked up because, you know, of course, I'm, I live out here in the country, so I'm cranking up as loud as I want. And uh, next thing I know, I hear people laughing and it's my wife and my daughter-in-law and my son are in there and he's got his phone up and he's he's sending something out on, what is it, Snapchat or something that says Dad's Man Cave or something. <laughs> It's got, and it's all live, you know, so it's got me sitting in there with the big goggles as I'm looking over my eyeballs are big like a frog, you know, and the music's blaring and I've got this soldering pin in my hand and smoke coming up from whatever battery or whatever it was I was soldering. So they got a good kick out of it, but well, I, so far buddy. I've enjoyed it. I'm glad it. that it's, you've uh, uh, it's been a good had move. a successful transition. And actually you gave me a couple of good ideas because I'm kind of going through something very similar myself. Yeah, that I, you know, I heard you're setting up your hobby room as well, and this is a good time, you know, for Halloween. You can uh, talk about all the scary things that go on in your hobby room. <laughs> well, luckily, I, I, the, I did. Well, we have constables here, so I didn't have the sheriff come through. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> but we didn't have. I didn't have the constable say anything to me. It actually is because, like you said, it's getting cool. Like in where you are, it's getting cool here, right. and all of a sudden, it got cool, and I got active, and I walked into like I, I've been telling everybody since we've come down here. Everything's been in boxes. It's just been too hot. You know, we always were coming up with an excuse not to do anything. But now that it's gotten cooler, I, I couldn't take it any longer. Uh, I walked into the room. I looked and I said, because I was having the same problem you were. I, I didn't exactly have a workbench or anything to work off of. I was either working right. off of a little coffee table. <laughs> and I think you glued yourself to that table when you were here last. I did. Um, <laughs> Once or twice. And I didn't have the hobby bed. Um, that's, that's what else I was using. I have a, in one of the spare bedrooms, I was using one of the beds as, as one of my hobby tables and it's just gotten, it's overflowing with stuff as you can probably see in the background here. Right. So finally I said, okay, we, we had a room that we were going to make into a hobby slash sharing room for my wife and I, for both our hobbies. And I just got tired of it. So I pulled all the, our moving boxes out of there and I, grabbed her and I said, okay, let's sit down and talk about what we want to do. We got our ideas together and we ran off to Home Depot and we got a bunch of cabinets. Um, they have unfinished uh, cabinets there that are very reasonable. Uh, they range from That's about true. 80 bucks to about 150 bucks, depending on what you want. 
but basically we got cabinets for in the kitchen, uh, lower cabinets and maybe about six of them, various things. I wanted drawers of mine. She didn't want drawers of hers. And looking around the house, we were able to find one or two countertops that my mom just had laying around of just various stuff. And Becky was like, Ooh, I want those. And I'm like, great. I'm just going to grab some MDF three quarter inch tops and cut them and slap them on top of these cabinets. And that's what I want. And that's kind of like where we are and how it started off. Now we're kind of in the planning phase. This didn't work out phase. I don't know how to use a saw phase. So it's been kind of, it's been kind of fun, a little disastrous. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, I, so it's working out. I mean, it, I think the last uh, we talked to you, you were getting pretty close. You put the tops on now, right? right. So I've uh, I've been able to cut the tops. Uh, I've I've kind of drive kind of like putting a model together. So first, I laid out the cabinets. Said, okay, this is about where I want them, and they have cardboard on the bottom of them, so they're easy to slide around the room. So it's kind of like we put the cabinets. And I go, what? How you like this? And, I'm, and I have my wife with me, and I and she goes, oh, I like that, and I'm like, great. Walk away for five minutes, come back. She goes, yeah, I, I, I don't like this. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, how did I, I went to get a soda. I came back and you did like, now I have to rearrange things. So right. we had a little bit of, that was a little bit of one of those frustrating times between her and I, because, you know, thought we had it, but Hey, this is dry fitting 101. So we laid out the cabinets, sure. how, how we all like them. Then after we did that, um, I decided, then we had to decide on how wide we could make the tables. So this was wonderful because it was like, do we want to make super wide cabinets or do we want to make normal size, you know, or tabletop, I should say, or cabinet top? Do we want to make them really wide or do we want to make them normal sized or do we want to have a three inch overhang or five inch overhang? So it sounds kind of silly, but it's, it was kind of exciting because just like you were kind of getting your room together, it's like, oh, I, I'm making this monumental you know, RC room for myself. And maybe I want, I do want to have a three or five inch overhang. That way I can put clamps and attachments to it and whatever, you know, things I can't even think of right now. And that's kind of like what right, where I'm at. I'm, I'm even though I were kind of dry fitting the room together and I've, and I have cut the countertops. I didn't go too crazy with them. We've, we've just dry fitted everything. So it looks like the room's kind of finished, but it's not. So we're still deciding on, how we want to finish the tops of these countertops or works or workbenches, I should say they are. Do we want to just, you know, slap white paint on them? Do we want to, you know, put marbling effects? You know, what do we want to do with it? So that's where we're kind of going. So right now, all I'm doing is treating the wood so that it's finished, treating it so that we could just use it. And, and if we want to repaint it or do something later on, we can do it later on. Right now, I just want to get them functional. So that's basically where we're at. Well, it's looking good. The photos that you sent me so far, it looks uh, it looks really good, and and you got to get done right because you <laughs> yes, you it's, it's funny how I, my life is just. I've never had a deadline for the oh, like eight months I've been here, and all of a sudden I have a deadline. So it seems you know <laughs> Halloween's here, and by gosh, in another ten days, I better get all this stuff done because I have company coming. So you do have company exactly. coming. How exciting is exactly. that? Exactly. And so my company is very demanding. So I have to have rooms for plane building. I have to have a field done. I got all sorts of things I got to get done in, in the next, you know, 10 days. So it's, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> under the pressure every day. I have to, I have a task that I have to accomplish. So every the, day. The, you were mowing the field though too, right? Did you get the field? Mowed? It's, it's about two thirds done. Hmm. And then I stopped. Well, because this this project came up. So the field's on hold, but this weekend I'm going to get a new mower. So the mower, I'm probably going to pick right. that up Saturday or Sunday, and then I'll go back and I can finish up the field. And luckily, I called up the owner of the field and told him that there I had a few problems. There was a couple of uh-huh. scrub brush trees that were down at one end of the field, and I, and I called him up and I asked uh, if I could go ahead and cut them down, and he was like, go at it, buddy. You know, you're, you've been a good steward so far. And, you know, if you want to make improvements to the field, just let me know. No problem. Cut down the trees, drag them off. Uh, if you want to cut any more, have at it. So he's been a, he's been great to us. So I, I, I'm really appreciative of, of, uh, Mr. Wynn helping us out at that field. I, I, I'm really loving it. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. I, uh, you know, of course I got, I was part of that conversation and got, you know, the text, I, that he had sent you and I, 
I was really amazed. I mean, he has really been over backwards and giving you guys a kind of run of the place. And it, it was, it was nice of him to, you know, tell you, you were good stewards and watching over. And I was, I was pretty impressed. Yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed considering, you know, I just kind of moseyed on down here and kind of heard about this guy and, you know, and it just goes to show making a quick phone call or, or an appearance and meeting somebody can make all the difference. You know, for gaining access, right. flying places. It's all in how you approach it and how professional you are and, and then your actions, you know, because once we met him, we basically said, hey, this is what we're going to do. And then we did it. And then we've been taking care of the field ever since. And, you know, he hasn't gotten any complaints. We haven't been, you know, having wild parties out there uh, or anything like <laughs> you that. You didn't burn the place down yeah, Not yet. yet. So, you know, it's been, well, we'll see when you get down here, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So that is uh, Jay, Jay's guest is uh, is me. I'm uh, headed down to Texas again uh, for this. Um, I guess the first week in November, right? right? A couple of days, right. ten days or so. And uh, as a result, we are looking to go fly some airplanes because the last time I was down there, we made uh, we built the Stutka, right? We built the Stutka. I haven't made it yet, so we'll get the maiden yeah, it then. So we're waiting on that. The uh, the P fifty one is uh, ready to it's go, ready to so go that to. one needs yep. to be flown. There's um, a couple other airplanes I think you pulled out of the box and got ready, so we'll uh, we'll be able to fly some of those. And uh, as far as I know, yeah, I think a new one showed up too. A new one did show up. Uh, kind of surprised the heck out of me, um, considering that <laughs> a few days prior, all the Oh, I don't know. Accessories to the plane showed up at my house and I was wondering, why am I getting these <laughs> nose cones and propellers and, you know, some weird servos? Uh, why is this stuff coming to my, cause at first I'm thinking, did I order this or, you know, and then I look and see <laughs> that your name's on it. And I'm like, oh, he must right. have been up two o'clock in the morning, you know, trying to, trying to order some things. And I know how you click on things on PayPal. I have your name, you know, as alternate for ordering things too. And I just figured you just. Right. Had mine on there from before and click, click and had it sent to my house by accident until a coffin sized box showed up and the, and the UPS man said, Hey, do you fly RC planes? And I go, yeah. <laughs> he goes, well, I think this box is for you. And he's starting to struggle with the box. And I'm like, holy crap. That's not like a little, you know, 12 by 24 inch box. <laughs> it quite literally no, it was a six a foot box, a coffin. It was huge. Right. Well, I, I was pretty excited. It was uh, trying to figure out what to get Jay for a Christmas. And, um, you know, we've been looking around at different airplanes. And he's got a set of six-inch wheels that we've been talking about for the last almost two years. And we were trying to figure out what type of airplane to put this these big wheels on. And, you know, he's from Alaska, and I was trying to figure out what would be a good addition for this field that uh, Jay has down there. And, it wasn't until I visited the field and I saw how much room there was. It's flying off of grass. There's a, a lake over by, you know, where he's, where he's living. We went and checked that out and there's just a lot of options. And so I wound up after ordering my, uh, 3d hobby shop edge, uh, we had looked at this, uh, turbo beaver. And so, uh, I'd made the decision that I think if the thing ever came back in stock, uh, I would I would get the Legacy Turbo Beaver for uh, for Jay for Christmas. So I ordered all the parts and the extra stuff that kind of comes with it. And normally, like when they shipped my airplane, they shipped it right with the parts inside the box. But in this particular case, they sent the parts out first in a separate little bag. So needless to say, he sends me this message that says, hey, I got this spinner and I got this... Uh, you know, prop and all this kind of stuff in there. And, and I'm not really sure, you know, what happened or, or how I got this. And so I had to whole play the game of, um, you know, basically saying that I, I sent it to him by accident because the airplane hadn't showed up yet. And I didn't think anything else of it, but like two days later, the, uh, the servos that's supposed to come with the airplane showed up too. So now he's kind of like, look at all these servos. And I was like, yeah, it's part of the same package. And uh, anyway, it was kind of funny because I'm trying to put off the fact that, you know, I screwed it up and just hold on to them because I'm coming down there anyway. And then uh, the big box shows up. So 
Well, like I said, it was, you had me, you had me with the first two days with, with the two items, you know, two groups of box, small boxes that showed up. You had me because I, you know, I honestly just sloughed it off because I knew you just had, had a new plane and you were ordering all sorts of stuff like you normally do, all accessories or you want to trade out servos, you want to trade out whatever. And I just didn't even think about it. Until, right. like I said, the minute I, the guy goes, you fly RC, and I go, yeah, <laughs> and then it clicked. And I said, I know exactly, you know, since I since you on one of the boxes it said where it came from, I instantly knew what right, was going on. Right, because it came from uh, Extreme Flight, which is where my, uh, my edge came from. And so the boxes were kind of, you know, he knew, knew that because the box said Extreme Flight that I just ordered something from there. And it kind of was easy to play that whole, oh, you know, I made a and, and the six servos. Since right. there were six servos, I I yeah. pretty much had a good guess as to what it was. And then, of course, I saw the size. That was the big thing that right. shocked me because I, I thought it was going to be the smaller one. And then all of a sudden, I see it was the big one. And I was like, holy cow. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> I Now I'm spending money. <laughs> I was going to go help those orphans. Oh, well. <laughs> I was going to donate yeah, to their so college fun. fund and their meals for the next couple of of years but that's out the window folks yeah sure you were sure you were well it's been that's- it's been exciting i i uh i've been trying to keep it secret because i've been waiting for this thing it's been months and months and months of waiting for this uh this basically the turbo beaver to come back in stock and when it finally came oh because it was it's been out, one right? day it's- yeah well yeah because it came in stock for like one day and i was out and i saw it on my phone and i'm like oh man i gotta get home to order this by the time I sat down on my desktop to put the order in, it was already out of stock again. So there was another, you know, three or four or five weeks that I had to wait uh, in order for it to come in. And then, you know, kind of came in. I said, all right, well, I'm going down there anyway. And I thought I ordered it all together and, and they split it up a little bit. So I'll, I'll make sure next time to say, send it all in one box, <laughs> not three separate boxes, please put it all in the same and ship it once. It was a fun exercise because it, it was fun. You know, but the only problem, the only problem, as you could say, problems getting such a wonderful gift. The only problem with that was when I got it, I had just started the project on the room. Right. So I was getting cabinets. I was getting everything. Or, you know, I'm making my list of organization for doing that project. This thing shows up early in the morning, nice and early. Nobody was home. My mom was out. My, my wife was out. Everybody's gone. It's just me and the dog. <laughs> and this thing shows up and then instantly, you know, you, I called you up or you called me and I, I'm talking on the phone. I'm pacing around the house, looking at the coffin, <laughs> standing up in the room, you know, and I'm pacing around the house because I know, awesome. you know, I was just about to go off and, you know, I'm, I'm going to build the pyramids. And then all of right. a sudden, you know, all this right. fun stuff shows up and I'm like, Ooh, I want to get on the internet. Ooh, I, I want to open up the box and just, you know, start feeling it and touching it. And I just know my productivity level is about to crash if I, if I touch that box. So I had it bad for that whole day. I just, it was, it was rough, buddy. Let me just tell you, it yeah. took me until the evening that I finally opened up the box and I was able to touch it. Ooh, and on, you know, luckily it's still in plastic cause I was drooling on it. <laughs> so thank you very much. It was very hard that day to get things done. Cause I kept drifting off thinking about things I want to do. You know, it was awful. Oh yeah, you were the whole squirrel every time you turn around. Oh yeah, it was it was definitely a squirrel. squirrel. Yeah, and I tighten the nut to make sure this cabinet fits. Squirrel! Oh man, I could get lights for this thing. (laughs) You know, ooh, what wheels should I use? Ooh, ooh, ooh! I you know then like I said later that night I ran off and I spent I mean almost an hour researching the best wheels. You know, silly things like that. Right. So yeah, I got it bad. No, we all do. I mean, I I've kind of been the same way. I. Anytime something new comes in, I mean, I, I literally dropped everything for this yak that came in, and we finally got it all built up. We're just waiting for it to maiden that. Uh, we've got a lot of a lot of stuff to maiden here. We do. Uh, I've got like three or four airplanes to maiden on my side. You've got several on yours. Uh, Alaska Mike didn't join us tonight. He had uh, some other obligations. Yeah, he had one or two and, that he uh, maidened. So he actually he's been the once again he's he's the high stick for the week. You know, he, true. he had the most, he had the most stick time, I think, when we, had, we were talking about the TS uh, 100s for the soldering iron and he's got the most stick time flying. Uh, he's Ooh. been flying more than you or I have. That's and that's true. in Alaska. That's amazing. 
That is amazing. And it's snowing up there already. So Now it is, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of the TS-100, I have used mine now, so I've been trying to catch Ooh, up stick time Okay, wise. so let's have a post-follow-up. Yeah, I, uh, I really like it. It uh, is very small and very quick to heat up so those so things so is it too small for that. your gorilla like fingers i mean you know what <laughs> no I, I mean honestly no, i mean well I, like i was saying to you before to me it reminds me of holding a hobby knife so it does you know, but it really does soldering. which is very strange because yeah. i'm used to having this big massive you know hot piece of metal in my hand and this thing is just it's literally like a magic marker it's it's no bigger than a yeah, sharpie pen it is oh, the word and dainty it, comes to mind what is it? It's like it's dainty. It's very dainty, you know. Yeah, it is a little dainty. Like it you, does feel like a you could dainty. snap, like you could snap it between your fingers, type of thing. Mm, yeah, I don't think it's that dainty. But well, yeah, I mean, feels, you know, it's not it, that it fragile. Like I'm just dainty. saying, it's just so small and delicate looking. It doesn't right. think, you know, you think of your, <laughs> you think of your soldering iron as this big heavy tool. You know, true. I don't know, true. It's 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 well. I I have to say that um. So I I got a new a uh, couple of new ESC, uh, ESCs, um, in the uh, in the mail. I was going to say escapes, but we've already tried to do that, didn't we? <laughs> got a couple of new escapes. <laughs> the electronic speed controllers, which is what we uh we call them escapes for short. Uh, but anyway, I got a couple in the mail, and and I was going to uh, go ahead and put the bullet connectors on the end of them. So I put the bullet connectors in my nifty little soldering jig and I stuck that TS-100 on there and, and I changed over to the really fine, what is that, the TS-1 uh, TS, or whatever? Uh, I, the TSI the tip. TSI tip. So it's really, really thin and it's got a real long point to it and it fits right in the little hole with the barrel connector. So I was standing there holding it. You know, in the meantime, I was kind of trying to feed some, uh, some solder in there while... This thing heated up so quickly, it, it just it drained, like, or it filled, not drained, but it filled the entire barrel full of solder. I mean, literally the whole barrel. And so now I'm looking at all the, the solder's nice and shiny, and so I just took the, the you know, this little uh, wire that I had, and I just shoved it down into the, the barrel connector. And, of course, it sploosh. Oh, yeah, it just <laughs> absorbed it all, and, and a second and a half later, it was, it was full. Well, so I did all three of them, and and it it's literally like if you filled up a glass of water, and then stuck a popsicle stick in it, and then put it in the freezer, because now the popsicle stick is the tiniest thing in there, and it, and there's more water than there is popsicle stick, and yep. now I want you to pull the popsicle stick out. Nope, it, it ain't gonna come out, and and I wanted one of the wires. I realized that the you know I needed to desolder one of the wires, and so. I was trying to desolder it. There's no way. There was so much solder in there. Because <laughs> when I stuck it in there, it was just like an instant melt, you know, just like a, a big lava pot filled with stuff. Uh, so that that was the downside for me is that once I got, it was great to, to get the, you know, solder in there and, and the, the wire. But I eventually had to just cut the, the thing off because I couldn't get the couldn't get it hot enough right. to heat up heat up that much mass of uh, of solder. It just so it, it came down amount. to the tip, like what type of tip you had for that for doing that. So the the TSI yeah, was too I, pointy and too small. The TSI was way too small. I mean, it, it would it would it would put it if I put it in the hole in the side of the barrel connector, it would it would kind of melt the solder right there in the hole, but it wouldn't. It, it just it was it wasn't able to heat up the entire. Uh, right, you know, for the reverse, if you wanted solder. to take it out or you wanted to deconstruct no, I would have right. had to have something that basically touched the whole side of the barrel connector and heated it up fast enough to melt okay. all the stuff on the inside. And it was easier just to cut the wire off Wow, than to do all that. So it was it a soldered lot of solder. it too well? Really <laughs> usually we don't have that. That's not usually one of our complaints. Gosh darn it, <laughs> exactly. we soldered yeah, it, did it too, too well. well. Yes, exactly. But now so I've how done do you some batteries the- with it, and I've done uh, some ESCs, and I've done a couple of uh, um, adapters. So I, I really like it. It 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 heats up incredibly fast, and it does melt the solder very very quickly. And I uh, now know what you were talking about when you said you could form the solder. You turn the mm-hmm. temperature down, you can move the solder around, and uh, basically it gets kind of this. It doesn't like liquefy. It just kind of gets into this softer state, and you just push it over to one side. 
heat up the iron a little more, a couple more degrees, and psh, now it's now it's liquefied again. Yeah. So it, yeah, it is very, very cool. strange to be able to have such a precise temperature. I mean, two degrees will will either melt or not melt the solder. It's, it's amazing to me. Well, it's nice to have that you like this this new tool because, like I said, it it just totally changed my my whole concept of soldering. Just by, it's not like the things they did to it were revolutionary, right? You know, um, no, they they it's, just made but it just to combine them all just makes your soldering that much more precise and enjoyable. It's I true. think is the word. Yeah, yeah. So, so how are you doing? Were you doing yours off your power supply, or you're doing it off the batteries? How how are you? How are you? What was powering it? Uh, because of where I'm sitting in the table, uh, the other table on the other side of me, uh, it makes like a 90 degree, like a T and, uh, or an L, I guess is a better way to put it. It makes an L. So the, the short part of the L is where the other table is. And that's where my power supply and all my batteries are. And then the long table, the, the long part of the L is where I'm soldering at the end of that. So I was just using the four cell battery. Oh, so okay. I'm I'm messing around with the four cell battery and I, I'm soldering and I kind of started thinking to myself, well, how how do I know what the what the battery voltage is? I mean, because the soldering iron doesn't really tell you what the voltage. I mean, it might. I haven't got that far. <laughs> but I, well, I, I was, think at the I was moment, just about I'm just to say, did you the, uh, did you select on the the iron itself that you were using a four cell battery? Mm-hmm. I did not do that yet. No, okay, because that that's part of that new up firmware update that we were talking about in the beginning of uh, oh, right. last podcast. You can either say DC power supply, or you could say you know uh, which type of battery you're using: six cell, five cell, four cell, three cell. And I think not that the not that the iron will beep or buzz at you or anything, but I think when it gets down to a low cell count, it'll start flashing. The display will start flashing to let you know that it's getting low for a for a four cell or you know which cell you which cell count you selected. So that is but, correct and then it shuts the iron off. Right. Don't ask me how I know that, but <laughs> but because of that you said that you came up with a, a way to help fix that or to, to alert you because I did. you said yeah. you didn't know so how much juice I, you were using in your battery, right? Um yeah, so what I did is I have the um I think you can get them from Hobby King, but they're basically a um, a battery checker, right? That just checks mm-hmm. all the voltage. And this one here is a uh, – you can plug your battery in and discharge it or balance it, and then you can see all the voltages in all of the uh, cells. Well, I just plugged it into the you know charging port, or actually the uh, balance port. So now I actually have this screen. Um, it's about the size of a credit card, but it's a screen and it shows all the cell counts in there. So now I can literally watch the voltage uh, as it's decreasing as I'm soldering. And so um, whenever it got it, down to three point, you know, seven volts or whatever, it, it basically shut the iron off. What what size battery were you using? Twenty two hundred milliamp. Okay. Yeah. So how so how long were you able to solder? You know, did it last? Did you? You know, because I, I haven't used batteries at all yet, so I've just been using my power supply, uh, DC power supply. So all I've been using, you know, mm-hmm. my laptop power supply that I have. So I haven't finagled with using batteries at all. So well, I'm really curious. I, I will tell I will tell you that I, you know, there were several days that I was soldering with the same battery, mm-hmm. um, but if you leave it on and you solder at a higher temperature, obviously, you know, I went up to the max because I was soldering a big ten gauge wire, and I had the other tip on it. Uh, not the not the T one or yes, the, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, so when I had the bigger tip on it, it didn't last as long because it was trying to maintain that eight hundred and fifty degrees mm-hmm. or four fifty or whatever it is. Uh, and so I could literally watch it. You know, at, as I was soldering and it was at the highest level, I could watch the you know voltage go down, the milliamps kind of just trickle down. But then when I set the pen down or I set the soldering iron down, and it went into that sleeper mode or the mm-hmm. Whatever I don't know, it's not. Really it goes. It goes down. To, a, it it doesn't turn off. It goes down to a low state or weight yeah, mode. Yeah. So it keeps the. So instead so of having it to was go in, from zero to eight fifty, it goes down to like three hundred or whatever you set. Right. And it waits right. at that temperature. So then right. it's not. And struggling so when it's in that mode, it doesn't up. eat the battery yeah. as much because right. it's not trying to you know utilize all that. Right. So I probably got. I probably got about two days of soldering, but it wasn't like I was you know, basically 
soldering the whole time. It was kind of, you know, solder a little bit and then clean all the stuff up and get the new one and hook it all up. And then, but the, the soldering iron was on, you know, the whole time I was doing all that, it just was at a lower power setting, but, but it was, it was quite impressive. I, I've really been impressed with it so far. And, you know, for the technology wise, technology is great because everything is changing, especially in this industry. We're moving towards, you know, some really phenomenal things that are coming out uh, that are just making our lives that much easier. And this is one mm-hmm. of them. So if you haven't gotten uh, the TS one or the TS 100, haven't looked into it, please go out there and take a look. Uh, you can go onto the website and there's a link or two, you know, of that particular one, uh, that particular soldering iron. So, well, I, I definitely think this is uh, the TS 100 is going to make our list for uh, Christmas. Oh yeah. It'll be on the Christmas episode for sure. Well, fantastic, man. I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed that little gift and, uh, and it's helping you out a lot. So oh, since, yeah. since you have every, it's kind of weird. We all got three, three different irons and we have three different setups for them. So that, that's been kind of nice to kind of be able to talk about how we're, how we're using them and how we like them. So. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, so I, I don't know if I have as much thick time on it as uh, Mike does, but I, I have been soldering and I do, I do like the way it solders. It's very, very uh, easy to do. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking uh, forward to some more, uh, more opportunities to solder. Speaking of new products though, I took my, my edge 540 out there and there was some issues with the motor escape combo. And so, uh, I wound up not really made it and I brought it back to the shop. So when I started looking into it, I, I honestly started realizing that there were probably some things that I needed to replace. Uh, I, I've had the, I've had the high tech servos. I had the 65 MGs in there. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when I moved the actual controls that these, uh, servos would start to chatter. And I don't know if it's because, you know, they're old or, or they, I, they've just been, you know, in a couple of crashes or, or they just, uh, you know, the, the new radio that I have versus the voltage that I'm using. But I, I started looking into maybe because they're 10 years old and I have a new airplane rather than just changing everything over and taking it out of my old, uh, SHP and putting them in this one, maybe I should look at something a little different. So I happened across the new high-tech multiplex uh, came out with the HS5070MH. Ooh, that's it a mouthful. Is a ultra, yeah, it is a mouthful. It is an ultra-torque Metal Gear feather servo. It drops <laughs> into the same hole. I know, right? It drops <laughs> into the same hole as the HS65s. Right. Almost identical, except it's a high-torque. This thing is incredible. It's, it's almost 53 ounces of torque at seven, 7.4 volts. Wow. I mean, this thing has instantaneous, it's digital, it's programmable. Uh, it, it's amazing. Some of the, the stuff that you can do this, the programming of functions of this thing, you can do endpoint adjustments, the direction of the servo, you can change, uh, you can put a fail safe in the servo. So that what? if if it loses its signal, it will go to you know whatever the failsafe you in whatever. the servo. Yeah, yeah, it, it's amazing. It's got uh, wow. a speed adjustment so that you can if you're putting it on a gear, you can slow it down inside the the new high tech uh, programming interface. Um, it's got a data Wild. so you can download the data on your um, you know on the servo from its performance. Wait, wait. Data and, on the servo? Yeah, what are you? This, yes, that sounds like you're it, racing or something. Like you're you're an Indy 500 car, and they they have the computers hooked up to it, and you can download all your data. So you can download the data on your. Wow, that's yes. that's that's going over the top for me. I you know con- considering with the old nine gram you know HXT right. 900 <laughs> plastic geared servos to now this. Wow, that's that's incredible, Mike. It, it, it is amazing, and I, I I was floored. I, the more research I did on them, the more I was just like, I just liked them because they had the higher torque because, you know, I was looking for something that was a little more 3D-ish and, you know, looking to replace just two of the servos on my uh, on, on the, the uh, edge. And that's how it started. And it is. But <laughs> I, then I realized that the, the torque is only at 7.4 volts, so obviously if I split analog and digital servos, I can only yeah. use 6.4. Oh, yeah. 6.2. And and there I, I'm not getting the full 53 ounces of torque. Yeah. And, and it's not to say that you, 
that you can't have digital and analog servos together. But once again, you're, you're handicapping yourself, you know, for having oh, digital yeah. servos when you have an analog setup. Right. You know, no, I agree. So. And, th- and this thing truly is, it's a, it's a, um, a three pole metal brushed neodymium motor. <laughs> Go figure that so, out. It's got so, the wait, wait, wait. In it. So basically you're saying, that this servo has a brushless motor in it. That is, is correct. That what you're, that's what you're saying. Yep. And it's Holy all metal. Snot. That's uh, cool. I, I know, right? It, it, it's it's a programmable digital circuit. It, it is very amazing. It weighs 14 grams. What? Yeah. It is really, I'll put a link on our site. Uh, I, I've been super impressed with it. And being a park flyer and, and, you know, always using these digital mini servos from the 9-gram to the 12-gram servos, which go in pretty much everything, this thing has just blown the doors off. I, I, I cannot believe this product that they've come out. And it's fairly new. As a matter of fact, I, I started looking for them and realized that some of the shops don't even have them in stock yet. So, so, uh, so you have to have a programmer with them. Did, so did you get that? So I did not get the programmer. Uh, They do have a universal program interface. Uh, It is a computer program, and then you basically hook your USB port into this uh, programming interface. And then it's all software on the computer. So when you plug in your servo, it brings up, you know, basically registers the servo, which you can name, by the way. You can name the servo. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is Charlie, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so you name the servo, and then it has endpoint adjustments, the directions. It, it has all these little sliders, and you slide everything around. Uh, the failsafe is amazing because you can get it to go uh, what they call failsafe limp, which means basically if it loses, it just goes neutral, and then or you can do an actual you know failsafe degree. So let's say that it lost signal. It would immediately go uh, to 22 degrees, and it would right. stay at 20 degrees nose up. Right. And, that, wow. and that's where it and, – and when it cuts out, that's where it's at. So whatever it has in it, that's where it does. So so this you know interface, you kind of go in there, and then you, hit, you click the save button, and it resets all the stuff, and you send it all to that particular servo. So it, it is amazing – Wow, buddy. And, and it has a de- it has a dead band adjustment too. So if you're using two servos on the same control surface, you right. can actually take the dead band out of one so that they're not fighting each other. It's crazy. <laughs> That's it's awesome. crazy. I, I'm almost speechless because I, I will say with all the te- technology is good, but also technology is scary, mm-hmm. right? Because just the stuff you just quickly described in this past 10 minutes, I'm sitting here going, wow, you know, depending on the radio that you have, sometimes it's kind of daunting just to get it to, you know, go into some sort of programming mode or you want to do some, you know, you, you want to do something different with it. And, you know, just the difficulty it takes to do that sometimes is daunting. Now you're telling me you have the servo, which sounds to me like I almost have to go to ground school for a day and bring my books <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah. just to go over and learn all the neat, cool stuff it could do. Well, you know? the good news is the interface is very uh, user friendly. So I, I I did you know I mean I was on there looking at it and kind of playing around with it, and and, and basically it's just sliders. You know, it comes up as a big screen okay. for the whole servo, so everything <clears throat> you need is on that one screen. And then if you want to you know change the endpoint so you don't want it to go so far to the left or so far to the right, you could just change the slider. And because it's programmed, you know, it's plugged in right to the uh, interface, you can exercise it right there and see. So it'll move it uh, while you're, you know, that's what the interface does, basically. Because you you plug a battery into the interface to power the servo. Now, here's the downside that I see. Now I have to program my servos, or I can program my servos. I can program my ESC, my electronic speed controller, if I have a BEC, I can program the, the battery eliminating circuit unit that I have, and I can program my receiver because I'm starting to, you know, use some of these ASX3, uh, you know, the, the Spectrum versions, and you do that with your iPad. You plug it in there, and you can change all the stuff in your receiver, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can program my DX18 radio. So look at how many items that all program. What if one program... 
you know, my, my radio has one thing in it and the servo has another thing. I can see that there could be some conflict there. Right. And, and you forgot too, that you were just talking about, you ordered some new escapes and I've been, you know, since my, my coffin showed up, I was looking at different escapes and doing some, some research. And I saw that some, um, castle creation products. Yes. Yeah. They also do telemetry. So depending on your radio system, it will integrate with that radio system and provide telemetry as well. So you can get all this other information from your, your, your escape as well into this. Into now the mix, so. I, it's my, it's my understanding that the, the cause I have some castle creations and mm-hmm. I, as I understand it, you can only download that telemetry. Right. So you have to come back right. and plug it into the computer to read it. It won't send it to your, your radio. That depends on the model of, of the uh, ESC. Some, some do, they have data loggers built into them. The okay, one I'm talking yeah, about yeah. actually hooks into your receiver when you know when you hook it into your receiver, and the t- depending right. on the receiver that you have, it'll actually get on your S bus and give you telemetry data on RPMs, temperature, gotcha. the whole nine right. yards. That will report back to your radio, and then depending on your radio, wow. your radio will log that information. Wow, that's pretty impressive, actually. So, yeah, I- I've been really happy with this. the 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 whole catch all to the whole thing is this servo is thirty five dollars. Well, right now, you know, you know what right, I mean? Right, because it's right new. Now, but what right I'm now saying it is, even, think, even think then, Think about though. when we first came in and some of the things that we're talking about, like uh, flight control boards or um, uh, things like gyros, you know, they would be right, hundreds right. of dollars. And now you can get a receiver that has a gyro in it, you know, from anywhere from 15 to, you know, $100, depending on what you want it, you know, how, how exotic it is and what you want it to do. I mean, this it's gotten incredibly cheap. Oh, so I, I, I see I that mean, servo. I wasn't saying that it was expensive. I was just saying that some of the uh, capabilities that this airplane has, I mean, that this servo has as a, as a feather, you know, servo oh, gotcha. are, are, are items that are in the more expensive. I mean, high-tech has some servos that are almost $200. Right. They got their titanium and they, you know, they're fully programmable. This thing has a pretty much fully programmable. I mean, it, it's got a lot of program functions that some of their higher end servos have, and it's $35. I mean, it's not right. $5, which is what you no, 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 no. to yeah, exactly. some of these. But, but I'm saying I would, I don't mind paying the $35 for a program, you know, a programmable digital servo that's metal gear. Uh, if I'm, if I'm able to go through and, and do all this information to it, I mean, it's amazing. If you flew a helicopter, holy smokes, this thing would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, though, in another another two or three years, if that, just imagine now. Because like I said, you know, the Futaba, Spectrum, they all talk about their S-Bus, you know, setups and stuff. But they're, I think only Futaba is really using, really gotten into using it. And that S-Bus can do a lot of stuff as opposed to having tons of, ser- you know, servo wires going back and forth. You could just have one wire hooking up all your servos and the same thing. You can name them. They could report back all this data, you know, right. and connect up your whole radio and just have a few cables running through the, you know, through, throughout your whole model. It's going to be awesome in the future here. Of course, you yeah. might need a pit, a, a pit crew to go with you to <laughs> analyze all yeah, the data. You, you, you really will. <laughs> You'll need somebody, a big trailer and a pit crew. <laughs> yeah. I think the S bus, uh, I saw late. There was an article. I think I was reading in one of the RC magazines. It said that their S bus, they ran 42 servos. Mm-hmm. with an S bus. That's pretty amazing. And, and well, all on like a six, on like a six channel radio or something ridiculous. It was. Yeah. Cause it, cause it think crazy. about it, you know, you're, you're talking about basically, you know, when we started everything, you know, analog ser- servos, now you're talking about digital servos. Now they've gotten really, really inexpensive digital servos, but because they're digital think, you know, think about your, the communication lines or your, uh, watching television, you know, over cable. Right. The reason you're able to get, cable, you know, cable television and your modem, and not modem, nobody uses modems anyway, or your, you know, the modem over your cable to what, you know, getting your high speed data, all over one little through one little cable is because they can compress and do all this stuff digitally, and now they're putting that technology to, you know, your digital servos and and how how they manage their information. It's going to be incredible. What we're going to, you know, like I said, you're going to be able to have a radio that could be a hundred channels, literally. 
Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know I don't what you use those hundred channels for. <laughs> but Dro- you're going to be Oreo cookies. Actually, that's what we got to do is uh, get one of those little bombers. We can drop candy to all the trick-or-treaters tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, so do you have any models that uh, could be done up for uh, trick-or-treating or, to, you know, if you had any neighbor, neighborhood kids or, or anything? What, do, do you have anything uh, set up like that? I don't. I don't even have anything that flies at night, which needs to change. Oh, that's right. You don't. <laughs> so... Well, that that hopefully that'll change by uh, by the the new year because I know that the electric festival here in Arizona, when they hold it, usually has a night fly. And mm-hmm. for the last two or three years that you and I've gone, we've missed it because yeah, we, we haven't didn't, gone, didn't have anything to fly. So I think this year coming up for 2018, we may have to get ourselves some little uh, foam airplane and put some LED lights on it, and go out there and participate because I hear it's a hoot and those guys it have is. a good time out there. It is. Well, you got, you, that's right. You did get to come up to Alaska and I took you out flying at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, that is true. I flew your, uh, fun cub, I think with yeah. lights. Yeah. I embedded time. lights yeah. all in throughout the plane. And, uh, we got out when it was just getting dusk and Mike was pretty perturbed that it was one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> getting dusk at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I know. But, right? uh, we had a good time flying it. it. Oh, I had a blast. I mean, I, I, it was hard to get me to go home after that. I mean, I think I was wanting to charge the battery off of the car battery, you know, just to stay out there. <laughs> but uh, it, it was amazing. Um, I paid for it the next day getting up early, but it, it's the first time I'd ever flown at night, and, and um, it's just different. But it was really, really cool. Those LEDs put out a lot of light, and it was easy to kind of maintain directional control. And then nowadays they have the uh, the X braces that go on the ends of the uh, wings that actually provide their own light. It's like a big spe- uh, sphere of light around mm-hmm. the whole airplane. And it's all yeah, it's some, it's some cool well. stuff that, that you're able to do. But the weird, you know, just the, I guess the part that I love about RC flying, whether you're flying just, you know, planes, yeah. helicopters, then you decide you want to fly off of water. And then it's, to- you know, it's still flying, but all of a sudden now it's totally different. It's just a new element, and some, and it makes it new again. And flying at night is kind of like the same thing. You're still flying, but the whole thing—you're not seeing the whole plane, and you're, you know, you're having to do your orientation. And to me, it, it's not so much that wasn't so hard. It was just that you're at your flying field, and you know what it's like. You know what's out there, and then it gets dark, and then you're just like, huh. I think there's a tree over there, but you know, was it fifty <laughs> yards away, or was it a hundred yards right. away, or, or am I standing right next to it? And and that was the part to me that was fun. Well, and and you know it's it's kind of cool. I, I like watching the videos of those guys with their huge balsa airplanes that are flying around. It it's amazing to watch them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fly in the middle of the night and it's a pitch black around them, and and then you know just their airplane running around. So it, it's yeah. definitely I'm looking forward to that for the uh, e festivals. Well, up. I tell you what, <clears throat> depending on where we do this at, I'm sure we're going to test it out before we go to the e fest. It will it, you will get a crowd of people. Unfortunately, some of that crowd might be the police because <laughs> people freak out <laughs> when they see this thing flying around. Uh, it's a UFO. I mean, I, I weird think flying I, around my house. Oh, yeah. I think I got my most approaches from people when I flew it at night. And then all of a sudden people are like driving over and stopping and like, is that a plane? Are you flying that plane? Do you see that? That's the other thing. Do you see that? Uh, yeah. It's kind of weird. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know yeah, I think it's coming closer. What? You know? I'd just be like, see what? What what are you talking about? Oh my gosh! It, yeah, it's funny, bud. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Well, uh, let's see. We got uh, new equipment and uh, new hobby rooms put together. At least part of it. You're still working on yours, but right. um, I don't know. It's getting time to go out there and answer some trick or treating. I think. I think so. So I guess I got to get my forty five. Uh, where'd I put that thing? Yeah. Well, we uh, missed uh, Alaska Mike tonight. Uh, unfortunately, he um, he had some other obligations we said earlier, but uh, we'll try to get him back on uh, as a regular um, host for us. And let's see, we just uh, years coming up to uh, close. We uh, have a couple wow. holiday sessions coming around. Uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas is just around the corner, and and then we're off into uh, our third season. And man, it's hard to believe it's gone by so fast. Yeah, it's been, I mean, screaming by. Yeah, I I was talking to the guys at the park the other day and told them that we had uh, almost 20, 21 episodes this year. They were like, what? No way. I was like, yeah, you sound like you're a little behind listening to the podcast. <laughs> I didn't know there was 21 of them. Uh, wah, wah, wah. I know, right? so, 
Well, we appreciate you listening to us uh, anyway, wherever you are in the world. Uh, we sure are do. able to see that, you know, guys are from all over China, Japan, Argentina, um, Canada, a lot of European countries. So we appreciate your patronage. Uh, we appreciate you listening to us on Stitcher Radio or iTunes or Google Play or all the, um, you know, the, the, the many podcast uh players that are out there that uh, we we participate in so we we do appreciate that take the opportunity to drop us a email at parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com tell us uh, what you think if you have any uh suggestions or comments and man it's been a it's been a great run so far i've, I've we've really enjoyed it and we still got a lot to, a lot to learn and a lot more to to kind of share so we absolutely uh, we definitely appreciate everybody well, it's been spooktacular, Mike. Spooktacular it is. Yes, that is very. correct. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess uh, we'll have to go out there and find Dracula and throw some Milky Ways at him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It just I don't out. know either. Mm. All right, folks. Well, we appreciate you listening to the Park Flyer Podcast from Arizona Studios. I'm Michael. And from the hills of Texas, I'm Jay. We hope you have a great night, and we'll see you in two weeks. See ya. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. It's now the monster match. Now everything's cool, Dracula.